Hello, friends. This is PJ Ewing, the host of the Bees Knees podcast. Today I have a conversation between Mary Elliott and Amy Bodway, a physical therapist, about pain and pain management, specifically addressing questions about recovery after knee surgery of all kinds, including knee replacement, also non-surgical recoveries, patella fractures, ACLs. The principles are the same, but how to manage pain, how to deal with pain, and there's also a focus on the X10 knee recovery system, the X10 knee machine as well, as Amy coaches patients every day who use the device. Uh, Mary actually has done a lot of coaching herself and works with patients in uh, the Midwest. So again, here we have um, two smart people about knees talking about managing pain, managing recovery pain after a knee surgery. Um, And uh, let's listen to their conversation. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Elliott from X10, and I'm joined today with Amy Bodway, physical therapist and X10 coach, and we're going to cover the topic of pain. In recovery. Hi, Amy. Can you uh, give us some insight in regards to pain and what it has to do with recovery? Absolutely. Um, pain and recovery go hand in hand. Um, it, when we're talking about a surgical situation, there's no way around the fact that there there is going to be some degree of pain. Um, I think um, expecting that helps you to be prepared. And I like to have the mindset about managing pain. It's a it's a daily changing um, entity and we, you have to constantly be adapting and changing and listening to how, what your body is telling you based on a change or an increase in activity that you had and adjusting. And if, if you don't have good pain control, good pain management, your recovery is going to be so much more difficult. The worst thing that I can imagine is, you know, no one wants to hurt. And that's one reason why we want to get good pain management. But when you hurt to the degree that you can't participate in your, your rehab, if you can't participate in, in your physical therapy, if you can't complete your, your X10 uh, range of motion sessions, how can we expect to improve? It, it just won't happen. And even if you're still able to participate, if your pain is holding you back, you're not getting the most out of, of your, your recovery. And um, it's going to affect your long-term outcomes. So it's, it's hugely important to get a control on that, that pain and to manage it, manage it along the way. And what I notice too is when somebody's experiencing a lot of pain, A, it makes you feel very vulnerable and it does affect you emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to conquer a, a goal, you want to be at your highest optimist strength. And what I mean by that is body, mind, soul, everybody, right? You want to make sure you are taking really good care of you, compassion, uh, understanding of what your needs are and giving them to you, super important when you're trying to heal. So dealing with your pain effectively, great way uh, to move forward successfully. Amy, can you give any examples of how pain hindered somebody's recovery? Can you think of any off the top of your head? With the X10, we're, we're talking about knee patients. Um, a vast majority of our patients are total knee replacement patients, but there's other patellar fracture, avoiding MUA, ACL patients, it's all coming down to the knee. And the biggest challenge in rehabbing the knee is to increase your range of motion. It doesn't come back spontaneously. You have to put the time in and the work to get it going. And if you have pain and you can't participate or you're trying to work on your flexion and you, you want it, you're doing what you can, 
the pain will cause you to tense up and to guard and to resist the efforts to increase your range of motion. So it, it certainly is involved. And there's a lot of different things that we can do to help manage that pain. It's not just one individual uh, strategy that can work. It's a, it's a combination of oral medications that your physician may have ordered, um, whether it be over-the-counter or narcotics and stronger medications. It's icing your knee regularly and elevating it above the level of the heart. Balancing your activity, having periods of rest um, with periods of activity, because too much rest is not good. You're going to get stiff and have trouble bending, but too much activity is also not good because you're going to aggravate your pain. Um, after a knee replacement, there's, there's a significant surface area of bone that's removed, and that bone is trying to heal. So if you even stand for too long at one time or if you walk for too long, you're going to have more pain. Um, that pain can translate into additional swelling because the pain is a reaction to that um, excessive activity, and the swelling will also increase as well. And that, in combination, makes it more difficult to move your knee. As I mentioned, those, those multiple strategies that you, you can use, and it's, it's finding the balance between the timing of your pain medication, uh, icing and elevating, and finding those, the balance of periods of rest and activity to control the pain. You know, in the immediate days after surgery, I think it's unrealistic to not expect some degree of pain. We want to control it and manage it and stay ahead of it. Um, those are terms that you'll hear. You want to stay ahead of your pain, and that just means not waiting until your pain is an 8 out of 10 to take the pain medication. It's taking it when it's creeping up to a 3 or a 4. You know, taking it in advance of an X10 session or in advance of your outpatient therapy visit to prepare you to tolerate the rehab that, you know, and the activities that you're going to need to do to make the gains that you need or that you're looking for. Wow, that was a lot of wisdom you just shared, Amy. Thank you for that. Let me ask you this. Um, can you explain, you know, we always use the term with the X10, you know, that the X10 gives you the capacity to know where your pain threshold is and to work within that. Can you explain a little bit of what that exactly means? Finding your, your tolerance or your threshold, it's twofold, really. It's listening to what your body is telling you, how much you feel, where your stretch is, how much you can handle. But it's also, you know, the, the X10 is pressure modulated, so it is sensing um, the tension and the resistance in your leg. It's also sensing the weight of your leg as it has to move against gravity. So you can see as you're um, using the program and you're advancing through your range of motion that the pressures might need to be going up because the machine is giving you the feedback that I sense resistance in your leg. If you want me to go further, I need permission to use more pressure. And that can help you to know when you are reaching the end of your, your knee's tolerance for that session because the pressure is creeping up. And um, it, that typically goes in line with a patient's um, sensation of stretch. It will increase and get more intense where it can border on being painful. And we never want to work into that point of pain um, because that's your body telling you, I'm at my limit. I can't go much further. And if you force it, you're going to aggravate your swelling and it's going to set you back. So um, the pressure that the machine is sensing and, and is giving you that feedback helps you to also know where your where your knee is at and where where that resistance point is to find the balance of of advancing but also not pushing too far past what your your knee can tolerate or handle at that point in addition to what your body is giving you feedback wise in in the sensation stretch and the degree of pain <laughs> but what it also does right because we stay within that pain th 
threshold. There, it, it isn't necessary to have when, when you treat uh, pain this way and, re and respect it, right, and don't push yourself too far. What ends up happening is it allows you the capacity to have more therapy, right? That's why you can use the X10 three times a day. And and can you explain, because you've got such extensive experience as a physical therapist, not just as an X10 coach, but the difference between trying to manually do this on somebody with your hands compared to a mm -hmm. machine now tackling this. Well, in traditional therapy, a disadvantage is that you're just not able to see your patient every day, three times a day. So you're not getting as much hands-on. Um, you can't have as much therapy time um, in a traditional sense. There is the benefit of the skilled clinician feeling and sensing the resistance that's coming from a patient's leg as they work them through the range of motion. So um, you develop with experience the knowledge to know, okay, you, you want to push into a, a point of stretch, but you can sense where it's too much resistance and you're going to stop and hold it for a little while. And you may focus on range of motion in, in therapy, but you're doing additional things during the time that you have the patient. In an outpatient setting, an ideal situation is to have an hour with the patient. And in that hour, you're doing some manual hands-on. You're doing some joint mobilizations. You're doing stretching, but you're also working on their, their walking quality, their gait. You might be working on technique with stairs. You're working on strengthening. You're working on balance. So you just can't dedicate too much time to that range of motion. Whereas with the X10, when the patient is doing it in their home at their convenience, sometimes it's 8 in the morning or at 2 in the morning if they can't sleep. It's at the patient's um, whatever fits with their day and how they're feeling. They, in total, spend more time working on the range of motion. And I do think that's a big reason why patients progress um, more more rapidly. They can gain more range of motion with less discomfort because in an, in a therapy, you only have so much time, you've got to kind of push it and just muscle through it. And that can induce more pain and more resistance. Whereas with the X10, you have a half an hour or longer and you're creeping up on that stretch. You're working into it slowly. You're holding it. You're letting it release. And then you slowly progress. And first session of the day, you're going for, you know, better than you did the day before. The middle session, you're going for a little bit better. And it's just so gradual and incremental that, it's a big part of why patients are more comfortable, but it's also why they actually progress further because of the time that you spend doing it. And by not stimulating that, that pain reaction of the patient by, by going too fast, you're not guarding and resisting, uh, and that also helps you to go further. So there's definitely, um, you know, positives to the X10 in, in the time that, that the patient can spend dedicated um, on the range of motion that, that in an outpatient setting or even in home health, you just you can't address because you're, you're addressing a multitude of, of topics with the patient. When you're in control of the movement of your leg, I think you're much more calm, right? You, mm -hmm. you know there's no surprise coming because I'm the one who decides how far right. I'm going to take this, right? So I think mentally and emotionally, it's a much more calming experience, and, and I think that's very important. You know, everyone uh, kind of forgets this huge factor sometimes, that when you're trying to heal and recover, the more peaceful you are during that time, the better. Because remember, you, you know, that being in a state of peace and confidence and, and feeling like, hey, I got this, 
is huge in fueling your success. So I, mm -hmm. I think when you are in control and, and with the X10, you know, you decide when you, you, you know, the machine doesn't automatically move your leg one degree further at random. Nuh uh no way. What it does, and we do this on purpose, it moves forward that one degree when you, you, the patient, tell it to, when you're ready for that. So it, it's very, um, it's very giving to you because what happens is your particular body, it may take you one minute to move, let's say, from 19 to 18 degrees on your extension, right, that one degree. But it may take your body three minutes to go from 18 to 17 degrees. Well, guess what? You can respect that. You can respect your body and honor what it needs and take the time to move forward the way your body needs to. That, to me, uh, really... Uh, gives you a healing that is very proactive for you, specifically for you, and that's very calming and very successful, right, to help your body move forward. So to me, that's what I noticed because I had a lot of physical therapy. But remember, you know, I was being told what to do and when all the time, and, and there was time constraints, right, because they only saw me for a few minutes. And then, but, you know, I didn't have the luxury of having a tool in my home that I could take the time I needed, that my body needed to move forward with, right? I could move at my own body's pace. <laughs> That's a very strong setting to place yourself in to heal. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything you said there, Mary. Being, being in control of your rehab and being in control of when to push further keeps patients calm. It keeps them relaxed because if you do tense up, you're, you're going to fight against yourself. You want to do it when your body is ready to go forward and the patient is in control all the time with the X10. If you want to advance and then you realize, you know what, wow, that's more stretch than I bargained for. I didn't think it was going to be that tight. You can always back down. Just like there's an up arrow, there's a down arrow, and the patient can can go back if they realize that they, they push themselves too far. Um, you know, in traditional therapy, you, you kind of put your – your trust in the therapist and you hope that they're going to do what is right for you. And there are, there are always varying degrees of quality of, of background and experience and approach with the therapist that you have. And some will, will explain what they're going to do and you can trust them. Others will think that I think that this person needs to go further. So I'm just going to push them and take them there with no warning. And that, that kind of surprise and that, um, that quick movement can cause you to to tense up and relax, and, and it can work against you. And, and the X10, because the patient is in control, it, it just, as you mentioned, it keeps them calm. It keeps them relaxed. They're in control of their rehab, and um, you know what's coming. You know what to expect because you're the one pushing those buttons. And that's, that's a good, uh, a big part of why I think that people who use the X10 have success. Well, I think when you empower somebody, in any any space and time in any situation it's really good for them right to empower somebody to make them feel empowered and i think when you can take control of something and help yourself move forward it truly benefits you but, um and thank you for for talking about that and you know i loved all my physical therapists that that is you know i i had a great relationship with all of them and to this day, I will truly be grateful for them. But when you compare a machine uh, that is in your home, it's just it's just a different path, a completely different path, and can take a totally different approach 
uh, to your healing. So that that's right. what we wanted to point out together. And absolutely um, right. In outpatient therapy, yes, you you have a limited number of visits, a limited number of time spent with that therapist. They're going to give you exercises to do at home. There's things that you're doing on your own, but if you're trying to do a self stretch at home, sometimes they're difficult because you have to use. Your, your arms or your, your other leg to assist your surgical leg to bend. And it's hard to relax for the stretch if you're actively trying to, to give yourself that stretch. So sometimes those, those self-stretches are not as effective as they are if it's the therapist or the machine giving it to you. And then also the, you don't have the feedback when you're doing your exercises on your own. You, you might try to you know be sitting in a chair and pulling your leg back or planting your foot on the ground and scooting your hips forward in the chair to give more stretch. You kind of look and you think, I think that's better than I got yesterday. It looks farther, but you're really just guessing. Whereas with the X10, it's objective. It's measuring you in degrees. So you know exactly where you're at at one point, and you can compare to where you were a week ago, a day ago. And it can help you stay on track and know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm progressing instead of um, kind of being in this, this limbo where you're just, you're doing your best and you're trying, um, but you just don't have that same degree of feedback um, that the X10 can give you. And I think that is, again, a reason why patients with the X10 are, are successful because they know where they're at at all times and they get that feedback um, in real time. So, you know, how can you move forward in a goal? If, you know, you don't know where you're currently at, right? You have to know mm-hmm. where you're currently at. So that way, you know, you know, how far you need to, to move forward. So knowing that exactly, having something to measure where you're at and, and show you how far you're progressing, it instills an incredible amount of peace and motivates mm-hmm. you. It's quite motivating. Absolutely. To see, mm-hmm. right, where you're going and how. So, yeah, that was a very good – thank you, Amy. That was a very good point, too. You know, we're trying to give all of you ammunition, right, and fuel you with as, as much information so that you move forward with clarity and a strong self-awareness of what you need so you can create the recovery, you know, that, that, you, that you want. All right, so thank you, Amy, for that. I really appreciate that, and I'm sure everybody else does, too. The Bees Knees Podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.